Graphically Novel, a podcast by three brothers who like each other but love comic books. I'm Jamie. I'm Sam. I'm Josh. And on this episode, the happy day will soon be upon us. Our beloved Bloodshot is hitting theaters. And, and in honor of the special occasion, um, Josh is changing his name to Bloodshot. No, not really. Um, <laughs> We're all getting red, red circle tattoos on our chests. Yeah. Yep. Uh, oh, I thought we were getting t-shirts. You guys got tattoos? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're doing a movie release special episode, and we're going to be reviewing Bloodshot Volume 1, Setting the World on Fire. And this is the first volume of the relaunched Valiant Bloodshot. I know there's the one back in the 90s. Um, we're not doing that one. We're doing... This one, because I suspect from the trailers that this is this this is the comics they base the movie's plot on. It feels very so. similar. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, and also, I think they were drawing Vin Diesel on a lot of these pages. <laughs> <laughs> one or two of them for sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, I I know that me and Sam had read this before, and so Josh, um, you are the newbie. You've never read this version of Bloodshot. You've just read the superior Jeff Lemire version. From Bloodshot yeah. Reborn, yeah, read like earlier, that. yeah, something like yeah. that. Um, well, Jeff Lemire wrote it, so it's, of course it's it's new and improved. <laughs> um, but uh, on our show, we do we don't do normal grades; we do the live action Batman grades, and these are based on the men who have thus far played Batman in live action. Starting from best to worst, it's Bale, Affleck, Keaton West, Kilmer, and George Clooney bringing up the rear. For now, we'll see. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's, a, some, there's some debate about the patents and Batsuit. We'll see if he's uh, how that movie goes. But uh, So, Josh, <laughs> what is your live-action Batman grade? Batman grade. I gave this thing an Affleck. I enjoyed it. It was good. Not into the Bell territory, but good, solid read. I enjoyed it a lot. Better than I was expecting. Uh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going Keaton. Um, it's a good time. Um, the action's over the top. It's fun. Um, the setup is interesting um but that's about all we get <laughs> we yeah. don't we don't advance the ball far down the field <laughs> no. uh yeah but it's, it's a solid key it's a lot of fun recommended Sam, i got I agree with josh i got an athlete just i like the character yeah uh that's all i got mayhem it's michael bay movie explosions <laughs> and stuff. yeah the, the reason I, I bumped it from an Affleck to a Keaton, because I think, objectively, this is probably a Keaton. But when I got done and I got to the last page and I got to the extra covers in the back, I was legitimately bummed out. I was like, oh, I thought there was one more issue. Like, I was sad a little bit. And I was like, okay, if I was that bummed out that it was over, it's, that's a fun read. That bumped it all the way up to an Affleck. And I thought about, once I got to the end, I was like, man, we should have read the first two trades together. Because the first two go hand in hand. Yeah, um, um, or maybe Valiant should have just put more than four issues in the first trade. But yep. um, uh, but before we move on to spoiler territory, we need to give out the creator credits. And so the writer on this one is Dwayne Swierzynski, I think. Uh, pencilers are Manuel Garcia with Arturo Lazzi. Inks are by Stefano Guadino. Matt Ryan, who apparently is a quarterback and, you know, an inker. <laughs> um <laughs> And then Arturo Lazzi shows up again, doing inks. Talented guy. Um, colors are by Ian Hannon. And then Moose Bauman, I think, does like half of the last issue. And then letters are by Rob Steen. So those are the uh, people we can credit slash blame for what happened here. <laughs> we'll get into it. All right, we're going to take a we're going to take a break now. And this is your warning. So you're going to hear the nuclear klaxon go off. And if you stick around past the klaxon. You're not you're not heading into nuclear winter, but you are heading into spoiler territory. All right, so we said in the last episode we were ditching the comicsology summary. We had a plan, and so this is uh, week one of the new plan. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how it goes. Yeah, this yeah. is kind of an experiment. Um, not sure we should be doing the experiment on a movie tie-in special but whatever the best time to do it great. <laughs> <laughs> all right so what we've done is we've decided to challenge ourselves and do what what we've 
we're still workshopping the title, but we're going to call it the bite-sized breakdown this week. And so for every issue slash chapter in this thing, one of us is going to do a one-sentence plot summary of each individual issue. Um, Josh has threatened to do lots of run-on sentences. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we haven't heard each other's uh, breakdowns yet, so this will be fun. Surprise to everybody. All right. <laughs> so I've got issue one. Um, I, I'm not proud. <laughs> Let's see how this goes. All right. Thanks to memory manipulation, Bloodshot is sent on a mission that turns out to be a trap. And when the trap is sprung, he learns that his whole life is a lie. Then he gets blowed up real good. <laughs> That's not bad. Okay. Well, I have bad. issue two. So here's how issue two went for me. I put Bloodshot is captured, then he escapes to go home. Mayhem and death follow uh, in his path. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. 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 Issue two was flashback heavy. It, yeah. It's all it really was. Yeah. yeah. All right. Josh, let's see how you did. All right, issue three is more of just a literal, this is what happened. I didn't try to spice it up with uh, some fancy uh, English with you guys. So uh, so issue three, Bloodshot and the nurse Tara uh, run down one of Bloodshot's wives to find out that he never actually knew her. Meanwhile, Dodge and Pulse catch up and shoot Bloodshot in the head, uh, and Kuritich finds the destroyed city in Nevada. That's not bad. Uh, that's not bad. It's, it's pretty straightforward. Right, and I've... Um, by luck of the draw, I'm going to, again for issue four. Here we go. We see a flashback where Pulse has taken down Bloodshot in the past. Then there's a series of confrontations where Dodge is killed and Pulse and the nurse decide to join Bloodshot in taking down Project Rising Spirit. And then we get the cliffhanger that Josh is dying to find out what happens next. Yeah. Yeah. That worked out pretty good, guys. Yeah. Yeah, it's-, it's better than being frustrated and making fun of coxology every week. Yeah. And then I try to stumble through. Yeah, I think having a game plan is way better than the, the <laughs> butcher job we've done in the past. Where we're just, oh yeah, did you remember this? Oh yeah, do you remember this part? <laughs> yeah, we were jumping around like crazy before. Oh yeah, so uh, I think for the foreseeable future, we're going to stick with this as our uh, our game plan going forward. So we'll yeah. see. Um, one of the things I love most about our show and how we how we approach reviewing. Um, these graphic novels is the pyramid we do. This is the graphically novel pyramid this, because we believe there are three elements that are required for a graphic novel to be a good graphic novel. And so you've got to do well at story, art, and characters. And um, spoilers, guys, uh, one of these I thought I thought was kind of weak, and that's why it didn't get above a Keaton for me. So uh, we'll get there. Um, but I'm leading off on story, and honestly, there's not a ton here. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it, it's virtually all set up and, but there's a lot of the action is fun. Like I like, I mean, it feels like we're watching an old ladies action movie. Um, but the main idea, this is the super soldier who's been, you know, he has these amazing powers, but he's been reprogrammed with these memories and manipulating him into doing these missions. But the, I love the twist they make that the memories are used to make every mission like personal. Yeah. So everything is this revenge mission. Everything is this like, super, you know, um, personal thing where he's gonna go save his friend or you know whatever so that that setup that that premise is is fabulous i, I really like that mm-hmm. yeah you gotta save his war buddy yeah yeah i, I got the like impression they... go, ahead. go ahead josh i was gonna say i felt like they had not just certain memories but like multiple entire life that he had lived for each mission so they had like 30 lifetimes he's experienced depending on the mission they're going into they pick one uh, and it's not just like recent memories of people. It's his entire life they're changing out. Yeah, it's like do. that analogy that Kira used. It's like we would just change the channel. Right. So whatever. Yeah. yeah. So it's just a whole, like, yeah, you're talking about the whole different lives. Like they just yep. turn the dial. Yeah. Right. Right. Do something channel. else. Yeah. Yeah. I did feel like they were getting a lot of the basic setup out of the way. Like this first issue, they're just they're just laying down what's going on. Volume two, you're going to see where they're going and it's going to be great. Volume one. This is this is the setup. I think they either needed to give us a little bit more payoff, though, or more setup. Like maybe there's a few more twists and turns. He learns a little bit more about what PRS had done to him. Maybe they find out about that bunker in, in uh, Nevada or whatever. And he finds out he's done horrible things. And now he knows that, you know, he was being manipulated. And so, may, may, I mean, I, I would have liked to just a little bit more. Um, yeah. 
it was a little bit good with it really i mean i think they gave they didn't progress the story much it's all probably within a day or two actual timeline but they gave quite a bit of flashbacks and of his uh missions he done and stuff and with pulse interacting with him i thought i did pretty good on that and i i got like this uh Wolverine slash Universal Soldier kind of feel from it, you know. I thought I thought it was an interesting <laughs> twist on it. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah, you definitely get a Wolverine feel with like um like the memory manipulation stuff. Yeah, the, the Weapon X programs kind of thing with him. But I, I got kind of a Wolverine slash Punisher vibe because yeah. I mean, when it's time to get brutal, like he's brutalized and he brutalizes. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah but I like. For me, not being you guys have read so much bloodshot stuff. I think, especially issue one, but we get an idea of what he's capable of, why he is the way he is, what's going on, how he's been treated in the past. Like pretty quickly, they give you a good rundown on on who Bloodshot is. Like I feel like I know this character pretty well now, uh, at least his capabilities. Yeah, I said it up pretty good. Yeah, I would have liked a little bit more about Curitich too, though. Like I mean. He confronts Bloodshot. We learn just a little bit, and then he kind of disappears. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if he's the guy that set all this in motion, I just we, I would have liked maybe just a few more pages of Curatage time. Right. Uh, I think it was a good Bloodshot setup. Maybe not the world he lives in and what's going on, but as far as Bloodshot, the character, I got a pretty good grasp of who he is from this first volume. Yeah, because in, in the in the Valiant universe, I mean, Project Rising Spirit's a big deal. They're like different times like shield slash hydra i mean yeah. they're i mean they're like the big thing i mean as far as like a government organization type deal i mean they're the thing and they're i mean other than them like we know that they're the ones that program bloodshot they're just there's not a whole lot of development there like we don't like simon Oric is like set up as this big bad guy he's on what two pages two pages yep yeah uh, we could use some more with him too um i just would have liked a little more i mean that's that's my only component of the story it's a lot of fun but just uh, kind of left me wanting a little bit more explained. Yeah. yeah. All right. Y'all got any other story notes? Mm, no. Pretty much it. I think we're pretty good. There's, like you said, it's a lot of setup, not a lot of, a lot of payoff or anything. And a lot of poor bloodshot getting blowed up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Next trade though, he gets his, he turns the tables. Uh, all right, Josh, uh, why don't you talk about the art a little bit? Why don't you lead off, man? Okay, I thought the art was solid. Overall, it was solid. The action was good. Uh, the color I thought was phenomenal. I feel like Valiant's always really spot on with the color. It's yeah, it was it was good. Uh, the style, it's an okay style. It's not my favorite, uh, but sometimes the execution wasn't great. Faces in particular looked kind of different a lot of different times. Uh, were you guys picking up on any of that? You, you see yeah, the faces, faces are, Sam, I know you're big on the faces being yeah, the, faces are good most of the time but sometimes they look distorted I guess would be the right word they don't look they didn't fit the scene right and they, there's a couple other panels like if you ever see bare feet if you ever notice the panels where you see mm-hmm. bare feet in it they're all like webbed toed there's no yeah it's like they draw the shoe and they draw the lines where their toes should be if you look at page 43.3, <laughs> I think that's what you're referring to. Yeah. <laughs> I marked uh, that you... down because it was very obvious. There's several panels like that, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if you look at uh, page 79, look at the top of that page. Oh, I, I noticed you did my numbering system there, Josh. I appreciate yeah, I did. That. That's pretty handy. So on page uh, 79.1 at the top, like that doesn't look like Pulse. Like it's a well-drawn face, but that's not the way that Pulse looks the rest of the time. The part of it is the angle and the extreme emotion she's got, but that does not look like her. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, they're... Uh, Oric, even though he was only on two pages, he looked kind of different <laughs> in those two pages. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. steady for just a handful of panels. Uh, like and Do- uh, Dodge was all over the place. Yep, yep. Uh, one thing I will uh, comment on that I liked was on page forty-nine. Uh, it's when you're seeing a uh, flashback, and it's when he's going into that city uh, to go clean up down there. And you see what looks like a CCTV setup, and then you realize you're looking through Bloodshot's eyes, and it's like a first-person shooter video game. You see the gun come up in front, and I was really surprised. I was like, "Oh, this is oh, we're looking through Bloodshot's eyes," and I thought that was really a cool way to do the art uh, by seeing it like through his perspective. 
Um, I see. I like most of the art, but I, I get that that like the flashbacks look bad. Um, and I get that it's on purpose. They want it to look different, but it looks pretty bad a lot of the time. It looks like '90s computer animation, like we're watching reboot or something. <laughs> you, you remember yeah. that cartoon? It kind of yeah. looks like that sometimes. Look at page eleven. I mean, it looks terrible. It looks like early computer animation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks bad, and I and I do, and I know they do that because all all of the flashbacks look that way. The people all look that strange there, and I know it's on purpose, but I hate looking at it. <laughs> yeah. But the uh, but all of the real time art looks really good. Um, it's not like mind blowing, but it's really good. The action art is good. Um, whenever Bloodshot gets blowed up, um, and I I know we have country acts. I know the right phrase is blown up, but. What they do to Bloodshot is blowed up. That is beyond being blown up. <laughs> it's, um, not, not, it's not good. It's a whole nother level. Um, yeah, and that all looks great. But yeah. And I think that in the real time, the face art is like, there's some inconsistencies, but I really like the, the face art. It's really expressive. Um, I mean, it adds a little bit. Like, you don't have to have like a text box explaining what everybody's feeling because the artist can capture the emotion on the faces. And they, yeah. they do a really good job with that. Yeah. Yeah, the, that, that, what I got here too is I, I like the the real time art, <clears throat> not the flashback stuff, but it's like always real smooth looking. The color's great and all that stuff. Yeah. And the detail they put in the background too, on top of that, is really good. Like when you jump out of the plane, look at the the sky behind him. That's really good. Like page thirteen. Well, okay. Uh, so like, yeah. If you want, so it's I not mean, just blue. It's not blue. Like they do, they do some really good details, and then sometimes they kind of drop the ball. I mean, it's always one of the things. Like the panel just kind of like solid color, or whatever. But for the most time, it's it's really good art. Well, look over to page uh, sixteen. We're close to it already. Um, I mean, look, that's that is some great art. The know, and the coloring yeah. on the way the nanites are rebuilding his body. I mean, it looks awesome. Yeah, he looks like a mummy. And I just snuck in an extra best panel. I was going to mention page 16. <laughs> I think there's going to be a lot of that. Uh, All right. Anything else on art? I think the art, for me, the art was probably the strongest part. Like, I like the setup, but except the flashbacks, like, real, the real time art is my favorite part of this story, of yeah. this, of this, this, this part of the Bloodshot story. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's shoot over to page 45 because I know. We just talked uh, about Lone Wolf on last week's episode and how the action could be hard to follow. This is an unusual action sequence. You don't normally see this. He's literally breaking a guy's arm completely off at the elbow. That's <laughs> yes. not something your brain is used to seeing done with bare hands, but that's really easy to follow. Like I completely got what was going on with that. Yeah. And I think all the action was really clear. It was easy to follow. And man, it was it was crazy. <laughs> the action is the best part. <laughs> the action art is great. Yeah, it is. And even the flashbacks, I don't like the, the, the way it's done, but even then, the, the, the action art is good. Mm-hmm. Like when they're showing him assaulting that town in Nevada, it looks yeah. good still. Yeah. I mean, like you can tell what's going on. Like I don't like the, the feel of it. I mean, the reboot thing going on there, but um, it's super clear what's going on. All right. Uh, we're going to characters? Yeah, we're going to characters. Sam, fire away. All right, so... For characters, this is the weakest point of the whole pyramid. There's really only Bloodshot, the Nurse, and Pulse. But you don't get much Pulse, and you don't get much Nurse. It's all about about Bloodshot. I mean, there's a couple of people like we talked about. They get like a page or two or a panel here and there. There's not much with them. There's no development, no nothing like it. Uh, I, I would say Nurse and Bloodshot's really the two characters that have anything. We do learn a little about Pulse. We see her backstory where she was a little kid that got sent in to stop the Nevada yeah. fight. Um, we see the, the way she's been imprisoned and how much she hates, you know, Rising Spirit. Um, but we don't really, we don't learn much about. Well, we don't learn much about anybody really. I mean, what, we, what at the end of this story, what do we really know about Bloodshot? I mean, what do we really know about what he's like? And what yeah, what, what, a, what what is his character? He doesn't know what he's like. He doesn't yeah. even have his own personality yet. He's just got. And all these different memory sets. Yeah. So the uh, nurse, the nurse is Kara, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We learned a little bit about her. Like, I mean, she, I mean, she's got a you know military background. Um, when I mean, she doesn't panic 
you know, when yeah. push comes to serve, um, she's willing to shoot a dude with a machine gun. <laughs> I, yeah, I, she I got wants it. To help. She don't she don't know the, the what's going on in the story, but she wants to help. She's trying to do the good thing, even though probably not the good thing. <laughs> well, it felt kind of like a big jump at the end there, where she's like, "All right, let's go storm the castle." I'm like, yeah. "Why are you in on this? Like, yeah. why why are you on? For, why are you along for this ride?" That's that's my question because she's having the world's worst day. She responds to a plane crash, picks up what's a charred crisp of a person who's still <laughs> alive. He goes and eats a raw cow. <laughs> suddenly manifest skin again and then they go and hold this lady hostage and then at the end yeah she's booting up with them to go attack some people i'm like she had just the worst day ever but now she suddenly decided she's going to go play commando with them her motivation to me makes zero sense i guess you got i mean early on when she's going like to the to the lady's house i mean she's i mean she feels like a hostage at that point yeah she did did she get stockholm syndrome though is that why she's going to back to attack prs with them i mean that I get Pulse. I know why she wants to go back. She wants to burn right. that place down. I don't get the nurse's motivation. No. There's none. Other than she wants to be in a firefight, apparently. Yeah. Maybe she's got a thing for albinos. I, mean, I don't know. There's no... <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no explanation for any of the decisions <laughs> she makes. Uh, but I felt bad for Pulse. I really yeah. did. I mean, just a little bit you get from her. You see that she's obviously not a willing participant in any of this stuff, and they really traumatized her as a young child. So, I mean, I see why she's doing what she's doing. Oh, like, yeah. I understand her motivations. Uh, um, like I said, Bloodshot, we don't really know a lot about him, and then the nurse doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. And the thing that makes Pulses even worse is that she remembers it all. Like, Bloodshot like is mad. That he was manipulated, but he doesn't remember anything. He does. He doesn't even know what's real, and what's not. And when he was doing it, he was happy to be doing it. Yeah. Right. I mean, Pulse was tortured all, all the way along. It was like coerced into doing stuff that she didn't want to do. You know. And I feel like we could have used a bad guy. I know they got PRS as the bad guy, but we've got Dodge who's like chasing them down and stuff. He needed more to be a better bad guy, or they needed to make him just a faceless guy that's chasing them that doesn't have any characterization. I feel like they just kind of tiptoed in there. Uh, it, it, that that gets better later on. Yeah. yeah. But it, it is lacking here. I, I think they should have had like, I think we see it in the movie trailers. They fixed it. They yeah. had a bloodshot counterpart to send after him. Like the guy in the trailers with the robot arms or whatever. Like, you know, Valiant's Dr. Octopus or whoever that guy's supposed to be. <laughs> um, you know, here's just, it's just a guy, you know. Yeah, yeah that uh, character from the movie kind of reminds me uh, from what I saw of uh, Stinger from Ant-Man. His little suit with his extra arms. Yeah. Yeah. Wasp. No. No. Yellow jacket. Yellow jacket. Yellow jacket. I said the stinger. Close. I was going to let slide. All right, guys. We done with the pyramid? Yeah. Yep. All right. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? All right, it's award time, guys. And these are the things that we dig most in Bloodshot Volume 1. Uh, best cover. Did you guys do a main cover and a variant cover? Oh. I've done main only. Okay, well, that's fine. You were wrong. That was a mistake on your part. Um, go to page 64. My best cover, uh, my best main cover is on page 64. It's the cover for issue three. Um, it's the Isad Rebeach. I don't know. I butchered the same way we did Uncanny X-Force, too. Uh, he did the Uncanny X-Force art we, uh, on our, was that, about a year ago? Yeah. Did that? I, I can tell that's an X-Force artist there. Yeah. Looks great. Um, I love the color on it. Um, it's kind of grainy, you know. I love the the way that Bloodshot looks there. It looks angry and dynamic. Um, I, I like that the, the, he's like, I don't know, he's like in a different, he's lit differently than his background there. I just yeah. dig it. It's actually my least favorite, but yeah. it's not bad. They're all pretty good. <laughs> Whatever. Since what I was said your that, favorite, I'm going to do mine next. All right, go ahead then. I like uh, issue four, page 87. And it's it's different from that one. You can like see his torment with all the different memories like coming out of his head. All the different wives and sons and daughters and stuff like that. So you can, you can see that what's going on with him there. Yeah, that it's was that, that was my rudder up. That's that computer look though. It just bugs me. I don't yeah. I just don't like the way that looks. 
I mean, if it, if it was like a normal penciling or just done better, it, I, that probably would be the right answer. But okay, Josh, you have something else? What'd you have? All right. Uh, real quick, while we're still looking at that one, what's up with his hair? He's got severe <laughs> widow's peak, and then this one, it looks like it goes all the way around the back of his head. Is that, That's his haircut. That's, that's a thing. Oh, it's terrible. I hate it's it yeah, so much. It's 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 from the 90s. It's a holdover. Not every artist does it. No. Okay. There's there's whole big runs of like Valiant, you know, of like since 2012 Valiant where they don't do that, but sometimes they do. It's it's inconsistent. I got you. But for best cover, it's uh cover one on page seven. That was my with his head down, the two pistols, his uh red circle on his chest is bleeding down into the flag. It was really good. That was the one I toyed with. I mean, but th- all of the other three covers all have that terrible computer animation stuff that I just hate. I can't. I couldn't give my award to one of those. I could. <laughs> I couldn't bring myself to do it. Right, well, I had a, I had a variant as well, and it's on page one thirty five. I think it's the variant for cover uh, for issue one, and it's the um, uh, one by David Aha or Aja. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did the Hawkeye issues we read before um, and the Iron Fist stuff. Um, I love the grainy white background, the way he looks. I love And I love the overlay of the diagnostic stuff in red. I just think it looks really cool. Well, I picked a variant while we was talking. And I, like, <laughs> <laughs> I like page 133. That's a variant for issue one. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Do you recognize that name? No. It's Miko Suyin. Uh, yeah. Miko did the art on the uh, Bloodshot Reborn issues we read before. Okay. Yeah. I, I think Miko Suyin is my is my favorite Bloodshot artist, just period. But mm-hmm. I just, I love that other cover, the way it's black and white with the stuff over it. I just, I love that the way that that's all set up. Yeah. Right, Josh, what was your variant? Uh, it was variant for issue two. Is on page 137. Uh, it's the Michael Bay cover with the huge yeah. explosion, <laughs> the oversized muscles. And the sword. Just, the, sword, yeah. the sword. It was so over the top. And this character so over the top. I was like, oh, that's that would be I a good I almost picked that one, but I didn't think because he had a sword. Like, there's no uh, swords. Yeah, throw a sword to mix. Why not? He's a bloodshot. I mean, that is a bloodshot thing later on. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, he's always got a sword later on. But he's got the big Rambo Bowie knife and yeah, the burning was, helicopter behind him. It was just so over the top. I had to. It really it. is. <laughs> <laughs> all right best character sam who you got man tell us who the right answer is well bloodshot is the right answer but i went with a non-bloodshot pick and i picked uh pulse i, I really liked that she was forced into all this stuff she was like you said unwilling participant and i just her her arc was pretty good for me josh all right I figured we would all say Bloodshot because he gets so much of the panel time and it's about yeah. him. But uh, I also, too, picked a non-Bloodshot, and it was Pulse. I thought that was the right answer because I feel like you, you get the feels for her the most for what she's going through. That was the character that I sympathized with the most. So that's wanted to see what she goes through. Well, I'm willing to be Captain Obvious. Uh, Bloodshot's <laughs> the right answer. I didn't yeah. feel like I had to get cute and pick somebody else. <laughs> Uh, I just, I mean, I like the nurse. I like Pulse. Um, but I just love Bloodshot. I love the whole, like, dilemma he's thrown into. And uh, and I love that he's, like, this, you know, extra from a Schwarzenegger movie thrown into a, a yeah. modern story. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, that's a win for me right there. Yeah, uh, that's, that's who I wanted to pick, but I, I just figured. <laughs> <laughs> well, I see I had I had Bloodshot wrote down, Sam, and then you started getting all deep into it. And I was like, well, I better say something extra. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. No, Bloodshot is, is the obvious answer. Uh, yeah. Uh, best panel, Josh. Well, you stole my thunder earlier because I picked page 16. <laughs> the double page spread where he's just zombie laying there with the uh, his red uh, chest circles glowing, all the uh, nanites flowing through his veins. Yeah, it looks awesome. Shocking image to look at and realize that guy's still alive. <laughs> He's got one hand yeah. on the table, one hand up in the, in the air. Yeah. yeah. And I, I like the little sub squares where you can see the nanites working down inside, rebuilding bone and muscle yeah. and connective tissues. And I love that he's got, like, part of his pants and boots left. It's just a little <laughs> a little touch on there that just cracks me up. Yeah. That, that, was, the, that was one of my two. Um, I, I snuck it in earlier to make sure I... 
only had to pick one. Um, my best panel is like Josh. I'm cheating. Um, it's a whole page. It's page 83, and it's when Dodge has manipulated Pulse into finally doing her EMP at Bloodshot. And it's that whole page of the zoom. And it's, oh yeah, she's completely disrupting not just the electromagnetic stuff in the area, but like it's it's creating a physical force. Like you can see it blowing along the ground, um, and it's colored great. I just I, I, I love that page. That was good. That was a good sound effect, too, guy. You, Thank you. I tried. You nailed that. That's, that's what I hear in my head when I read that. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, what was your best panel? Uh, I agree with Josh. I, I got page uh, 16. Because that's the right answer. It was so Did much you? right answer, Jamie. You had to say it earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to pick the Pulse one, too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, our next award is Best Dialogue. And I'm going first on that. So flip over to page 24. Four. And that's when Kuritich is messing with him. He's uh, he's tricked him into going to that place. He's got him trapped. He's got all kinds of hoses randomly jabbed into his brain. And he starts explaining like the, the setup, the premise of like what, what Bloodshot's deal is. And so it's a couple of balloons there. It says, see, Project Rising Spirit fills your head with dozens of fictional wives, children, and friends, tailor-made for every possible scenario. Your brain is like a TV. They change the channel. You become absorbed in a new show. A show you think is your life, but it is not. They do this to motivate you. You'll kill anyone they point you at if it means protecting the ones you love. I should know. I created half of them myself. It's a good one. Yep. And it just, I mean, it, it kind of gives us a feel for Kiritich, like, at first, and then he disappears and we never find out what to do with him. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was a good setup. Yeah, it's a good setup. Uh, man, I hate, I hate to think about that computer garbage on that page with a really good, you know, rest of the art. But, uh, Sam, what's your best dialogue? Uh, well, I, I picked one with the nurse and him talking. It's 52 when she's trying to uh, defib him there. She's like, Where do I put these at? And then uh, he wakes up and goes, I need a steak. <laughs> <laughs> I need steak. Here's what I wrote down. It's like, first trying to defib him. The bloodshot wakes up and he looks like a burnt matched. Yeah. He looks terrible. He's got just like little pieces of helicopter sticking out of him randomly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he I looks like a piece of beef jerky. <laughs> I need steak. Uh, if his name were James, I'd call him Slim Jim. That's what he looks yeah. like right there. <laughs> All right. Uh, Josh, what's your best dialogue? Uh, we're going to go over to page 109. I picked one with the uh, nurse. It's uh, panel three. It's when Dodge shows up and he's uh, shot... Uh, Bloodshot in the head, and uh, Dodge is telling her, he's like, man, this is a violent psychopath. Calm down. And she's like, you just shot an unarmed man in the head. You've got a teenage girl on a leash. You tell me who's the psychopath here. So, I, I love that she wouldn't buy his crap. He's got the uniform and the suit and stuff, and she's like, no, nah, I'm not buying it. You know? Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's really good. Yeah. All right. Um, our last two awards are the episode-specific ones. We always do you know, cover, character, panel, and dialogue. We always get a little creative with the next two. And so for this one, um, we've already mentioned how much Bloodshot gets blowed up. And that's kind of where we're going here. So we've got best broken Bloodshot. And some, <laughs> more than a normal graphic novel, there's lots of options. Of our hero <laughs> lots, yeah. getting demolished. So Sam, what do you got? Page 28. It's a full thing of it. Full page. <laughs> His arm blowed yeah. off. Half his head missing. <laughs> see an eyeball and ear floating out. Yeah, he yeah. see his ear. There's a rib. I think that's a rib. Yeah, a Is that a rib? Yeah, I couldn't tell what that was. I, I think saw, those I, are ribs. <laughs> his eyeball is floating off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's an they, ear. They, they messed him up pretty good. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I had to. Yeah. Oh, I had a different one. Okay, what you got? Uh, well, Sam, you just stole my thunder with the i need steak it was 54 it's just him in the back of that ambulance looking like a piece of beef jerky with helicopter <laughs> poking out of me yeah. <laughs> and he's still alive yeah, that's great and he gets out and he eats a cow <laughs> all right um all right best bloodshot takedown and these get better the more the story goes on he gets really creative in the way he takes down bad guys yep um but, Josh, uh, what do you got for this trade? We're going to go to page 19. Uh, it's the third panel. 
Uh, it's where you're getting kind of a highlight of what his powers are. He's, you know, turned himself into looking like somebody else, one of the bad guys, and he's walking behind and he just shoots a guy point blank in the back of the head and then just goes on a rampage and wipes out a whole, you know, a whole little room there full of bad guys. They, while he's shooting that guy, he's also pickpocketing. Yeah, he's, he's grabbing his gun out of his holster. <laughs> yeah, he's stealing another gun. Yeah, that was a good one. And the uh, the previous page is good too. This is not my pick, but it's a good one. He like when he breaks the guy's neck and he turns his head like all. I'm afraid his head's gonna pop off. He's got it twisted around so far. <laughs> yeah. um, my real one is on page forty three point two, and it's when Bloodshot punches that guy in the face, and the guy's face kind of collapses in. <laughs> yeah, just, he's, he's so strong. He punches him with such force that his face just. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, that guy had just shot him in the face point blank, so I guess he Well, I didn't say he didn't deserve it. (laughs) (laughs) It's just kind of intense. Yeah. All right. He does have webbed toes at the bottom of that page. He really does. (laughs) It's not good. All right. Sam, what did you have? Well, mine's close to that. Mine's page 45. We already talked about when he rips the guy's arm (laughs) off and punches him and kills him. The pilot. Yeah, Yeah, that's probably pretty. I've never seen anybody like karate chop an arm off. (laughs) Completely off. (laughs) Shirt and all. He's still got the lower (laughs) hand of his shirt sleeve on the guy's arm. And then he punches him him and kills him. Yeah. Yeah. If you look at the bottom of the page, like the little bones are sticking out of the stump and there's blood spurting. It's pretty intense. And he's just telling me, he's like, why can't you people just leave me alone? And he's popping them up (laughs) with his bare hand. I have to leave him alone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then that plane crashes. They're in a plane, and then the plane crashes. And he <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I, I think Sam won that one. Yeah. All right, you picked the right answer there, bro. All right, uh, our next segment is cast it. And this is the part of the show where, um, well, they've already done it. They made the Bloodshot movie out of this story. But if we were going to be in an alternate timeline and they needed our help to cast this thing, this is what we're doing now. We're casting this movie for Valiant. Um, unfortunately, I have to go first. I'm casting Bloodshot, and this is possibly my weakest pick. I went with a an obscure guy that I love. His name is Jared Kiso. Uh, he is the main guy on Letterkenny. Um, he... He plays a, like a stoic, tough guy. It's a comedy show, so I mean, I mean, we're gonna have to, you know, dial up the drama a little bit. But, but on some of these panels, they look like they're drawing his face already. Yeah, I can see that. Just a pancake the makeup on, but yeah, um, but he he looks like Jared Kiso a lot of the time. He's got the also, superhero chin. I'll buy it. Yeah, it's also a hilarious show. Highly recommend Letterkenny. Not family friendly though. Heads up. All right, uh, Sam, who's your bloodshot? Well, I, I still got two. I don't know who I'm going to pick. So I'm gonna Just not Vin right Diesel. Well. I can't use Vin Diesel, I know. I wanted to use a guy kind of looks like him, but I, I don't want to, so I'm going to use my other guy. And this is for my wife. It's Mark Wahlberg. He's a good action I can movie. see that. I, I, I take him from, like, Shooter. Yeah. Just good action guy. Yeah, I, I briefly considered that. That's not, not a crazy answer or nothing. He's about a foot too short, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> camera trickery. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's fine. All right, Josh, who's your blood shot? Well, I'm, I may have picked a guy a little bit on the short side myself. Uh, I'm thinking Dominic Purcell. I know him mostly from uh, Blade Three. He played Dracula. He was oh, in that yeah. show Prison Break for a long time. He's big, muscular. Already has a shaved head, real short hair. He's got the look for it. Uh, he's got the look. Maybe not the best actor on the planet, though. Uh, I was, yeah. <laughs> I think this is my weakest pick. Yeah, I don't want to be mean to anybody, but uh, yeah, that's not why he gets cast for things. No. <laughs> not the acting skill. So, to gloss over that, uh, why don't you guys look up, uh, get your search engines, look up David Roberts. Uh, I feel like that's the guy they modeled the face for off of in this didn't he play for the Red Sox? <laughs> no, I don't know. I know he made an actor. <laughs> just he was in uh, the second and third Matrix. He's one of the uh, guys from Zion, one of the other captains. Yeah. 
I feel like his face looks like that's who they were drawing sometimes. Sometimes. Well, I think I think that they did kind of like the um, the Marvel trick, like where they drew like Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury for like twenty years before they finally cast him as yeah. Nick Fury. I think for a lot of these, he looks like Vin Diesel. Yeah, I, and and it, and it gets even more so in later stories. Yeah, they're just drawing Vin Diesel later yeah. on. Um, so they kind of got the dream cast already for him. Um, all right, Sam. The next one is the nurse slash Kara, who literally they say her name one time in four <laughs> issues. Yeah. Uh, who, who is your nurse? Uh, decent actress. I picked uh, Jennifer Gardner because I thought she looked kind of like her. Are we time time machine in that or yeah, from like Electra or Daredevil? Okay, yeah. And I know Electra was a terrible movie, but she's a pretty good actress. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, a movie that bad can derail a lot of careers, but <laughs> she's a good actress. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Josh, who's your nurse? I had Rebecca Hall. Apparently, I'm picking all my actors from trilogies, the third part of trilogy. Uh, I know her from Iron Man 3. She played the uh, girl that was doing the uh, the other program they were working on. Okay. Yeah. It's not bad. Um, I'm going to tell you the right answer, though. The right answer is Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Uh, she was in Scott Pilgrim. She was the lady who got uh, trapped in Tin Clover- Cloverfield Lane. Yep. Uh, she's in Birds of Prey right now. Uh, she is Nurse Kara, and I'm not. I'm not time machine. We can just hire her. She's ready. Yep. I, th- I think she's perfect for the part. Think so. And that is the one I changed right before we started recording. Oh. <laughs> Who'd you have before that? I'm not telling you. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Um, our next one is Pulse. Uh, this is Melissa. Uh, Josh, who is your pulse? All right. I'm thinking a little bit younger. Uh, Maisie Williams. Close. From New Mutants from uh, Game of Thrones. I know you don't watch Game that. Yeah. 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 No, I know who you're talking about. Uh, she was on Doctor Who, too. Um, yeah. I-, I know her as the girl from Doctor Who. Not that. <laughs> <laughs> I know her as Marjorie Stark. Like most people do, I think. Yeah. But... You cast the wrong lady from Game of Thrones. You're on the right show. You cast the wrong person. The right answer is Sophie Turner. That's not a bad one. I don't know who she was on Game of Thrones, but she was Jean Grey in the new X-Men movies. Yeah. She was Arya Stark's sister. She was Maisie Williams. They were sisters on the show. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she was also Jean Grey, and she would also be awesome as Pulse. Yeah, she would. I think I I like Maisie Williams better. You're allowed to be wrong. (laughs) Uh, well, all right, Sam, tell us the right, right answer. I don't know if I got the right, right answer, but I picked Megan Fox. Uh, I think yeah. Yeah. I don't know. No. Sorry. Yeah, take her from like Transformers. No, I mean, you're not crazy. And I think there's a couple of panels where she kind of looks like her in the face a little bit. But like, mm-hmm. I. Yeah, I, I think me and Josh did a little bit on you that one. Oh, you, so. you both did. I agree with you. Sorry. Sorry, bro. No, it's, it's right. no it's no Bushimi pick or anything. Yeah. We're, <laughs> we're gonna make it through one entire episode. We're not gonna mention Bushimi. <laughs> well, well speaking of Bushimi, our next pick is Dr. Curitich. And I almost cast the Bushimi for Dr. Curitich <laughs> just to be funny. But work. I but I did not because I've got a better answer. And we're doing another ethnicity swap and we're gonna cast Richard Awade. Or Awade, I'm not sure how you say his name. He's Moss from the IT crowd. He's already got some crazy hair, and he's got the mad scientist vibe down pat. Richard Awadi. I can't believe I can't get you guys to watch the IT crowd. A-Y-O-A-D-E. I wanted to make sure I was thinking of the right person I was. Yeah, I think he could do it. I, I, I thought Kuritich was supposed to be quite a bit older, though. Yeah, I, I thought he was an old dude. I cast for an older character. I did, too. Well, I didn't, because I want to cast this guy. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> well, I cast right. an old dude. All right, Sam, who you got? So, I, Time Machine, I mean, he's still an old dude, but you probably don't have Time Machine, but uh, Dennis Hopper. I just got a Dennis Hopper vibe from him. From, like, Speed? Yeah, yeah that's what I think, from Speed. 
we're making a 90s action movie. We need Dennis Hopper. As the <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah. that's good. All right, Josh, who'd you have? All right, so you might enjoy this pick, Jamie. I picked Peter Capaldi. He played one of the doctors from Doctor Who. That's pretty good. He's got the look. He's got the yeah. hair. He's, I think he's the right age. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, speaking of Doctor Who, I want Richard Awadi to be Doctor Who so bad because they do like three seasons, and so the the lady she's got like one more season. They need Richard Awadi to be the next Doctor Who. I just wanted to put that on the internet here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, there. yeah, I think those are all pretty good picks. Yeah, I, uh, I had a backup too, just to be fun for Kuritich, uh John yeah. Turturro. That's pretty good too. I think he would be pretty funny if we were doing. We need a comic relief. I think that would be it for him. To have him in there to lighten it That's up. That's not bad. Yeah. All right. Okay, Simon Orrick. He's here for like five seconds, but we always cast six people, so we had to grab somebody. So, Sam, <laughs> who are you casting for Simon Orrick? Uh, got two again. Uh, I'm going to use uh, Leo DiCaprio. That's who I'll pick. For an ancient soldier? Or did you just cast Dodge? No. I got Samantha for Dodge. I thought okay. he was the guy in charge. Yeah, yeah he's old. I didn't think he's that old. No, it doesn't matter. We just talked okay. about this with Curtis. <laughs> All right. Well, you're allowed to be wrong. Uh, I don't, <laughs> I don't I, see I, I picked him because uh, of the character he played in uh, Django Unchained. I thought he, he played a, a villain pretty well. I like to see him be a villain again. I don't know. He's so much of a pretty boy for this part. This is a really old there? drill sergeant looking guy. Have you watched what? The Revenant? The Revenant, no. yes. Yes. Anyway, I don't know. Anyway, Josh, who you got? All right, so I had to throw in my obligatory 90s action movie character, Sylvester Stallone. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, if you're going to be the general, you probably were a grunt at some point, and you were probably down in the ranks doing the dirty work and worked your way up. I can see Stallone being the old guy that used to be the go-to. That's not bad. All right. Time for me to put on my Captain Smokeface face here. All right. Because um, I've got the right answer. That's why I was throwing so much, so much shade at Sam. Because the right answer is Ed Harris. Yeah. He's too old now, though, I thought. No, this guy's old. He didn't look that old. The two panels he was in, he didn't look that old. And one of the panels, he looks like he had the bitter beer face from those 90s yeah. beer commercials. Well, he's an old man. His bladder was hurting him. That's why I he was making that face. He was at a urinal. Mid forties at the latest is what I was expecting. That's how I took it. I thought, oh, and I thought I figured he was in his fifties or sixties. I thought yeah. late sixties. I didn't think he was that old. They didn't make him look that old. But you had a range to pick from on him. Yeah. Anyway, Ed Harris, right answer. All right, moving on. I've already, I've already, uh, already <laughs> revealed the right answer there. We can just skate right on past it. So, Josh, who'd you cast for Dodge? All right, I stole one of uh, tricks out of your book, Jamie. With the uh, go-to bad guy, Josh Lucas. <laughs> it's, it's, I thought it's you'd good. get a kick out of that. <laughs> yep, yep. Ar- arrogant, smug jerk, Josh yeah. Lucas. He's the go-to guy. He's on everybody's <laughs> go to. hallway. Yeah, It's on his business card. Professional <laughs> jerk. I looked at some options. I thought about some guys. <laughs> and I had Josh Lucas in the back of my head. I was like, I'm just going to do it. It'll be funny. No, that's good. Um, I've got another good answer. Have you guys both seen Rise of the Planet of the Apes? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to cast Tom Felton for Dodge. Now, Tom Felton is mostly famous for being Malfoy in uh, in the Harry Potter movies. Yeah. But I've only seen him as a full full on like grown up person in Rise of the Planet of the Apes, being the guy who tortures um, Caesar, and he is so creepy and su- such a punk in that role. It would just be perfect. Just take him from the set of that movie, have him be Dodge, doing the same thing he did to Caesar to Pulse. It's perfect. Yeah. I don't know well, if he's Josh Lucas, but he's good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I'm in a different path, so I'm going to throw it out here. All right, let's hear it. I'm ready. We already referenced him once. Punisher himself, Tom Jane. Looks the guy. We know he can play good action. I took him as a soldier. Yeah, I don't know if I saw Tom Jane being a bad guy. You know, you know Thomas Jane, young Thomas Jane would be a good dodge. Thomas Jane now might be a good Oric. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. 
I see. It is. And he, he's a good. He's a good actor, though. So I mean, he is. I think he could pull off a bad guy if he wanted to. He just, yeah. What happened to him? Was he like a jerk to somebody or something? And his career just fell apart. Apparently, I don't, I don't know. Because he's a, he is a good actor. You just you don't see him anything anymore. Um. All right. So that's the the end of our cast section, and now it's time to bring our show to a close by previewing the next episode. And normally, when we're not doing these movie tie-in specials. We're just doing a round robin of each one of us making the other two read something. And so, Sam, what are you making us read next week? <laughs> well, I've been uh, reading a bunch of different stuff here lately, and this is a dark horse, I believe. It's Abe, Abe Sabian, the Drowning, and I, I liked his character and uh, wanted to have like one of his standalone books to read. And I read a couple different ones, and I found this one. I didn't read it all, and I thought y'all would enjoy it. It's got a really good story. And uh, that's really the reason I picked it. I haven't read it all yet, so I, I really don't know much about it. But I like Abe. Abe's a cool character. Abe is great. Um, I'm a big fan of all the Magnola stuff at, uh, at Dark Horse. Um, I, I like Hellboy, but I love Abe. He's my favorite one. I, I yep. mean, that's why I like the BPRD uh, series better than Hellboy, just because there's so much Abe and some interesting characters there. But I haven't read the solo books. I've just read him in BPRD. So I'm, I'm, I'm really pumped to read this. I, think I was... Doing one of my little silent fist pumps when I saw you put it on the schedule. So uh, it, it's interesting. I, there's another one I wanted to do that was a, I thought was better, but it was like two different stories in one volume, and I thought that would be hard to to do. So that's why I picked this one. Yeah, there's a lot of that. McDowell likes to do little short, you know, one-offs and you know, in small stories. Yeah, yeah. I've read a lot of McDowell. I think I've read everything that says Hellboy on the cover. Oh, there you go. And I've read almost all the BPRD. But. Uh, all right, guys. Well, I think we're done here. Um, I think it's time for our uh, signature. Salute. See ya. Later. Good night.